Buongiorno, buon pomeriggio, and buonasera, Lazzali, around the world. Uh, here for an incredible episode to preview the upcoming season. I am Sean McIntosh, co-host here of Lazio World, joined by Mr. Caleb Adams. Uh, how you doing, Caleb? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Man, I can't complain. Uh, we are we are a week away from Lazio kicking off, so I'm, I'm pretty excited uh, to chat about uh, this upcoming season, and we've got a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. Um, so, uh, so let's, let's jump right in. I think, you know, the first thing I, I want to do is, is talk about the Mercato. It's obviously, uh, what takes up everybody's time, takes up everybody's heart. It drains everybody, uh, with the ups and downs, the roller coaster that is the transfer market. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and there's been a ton of activity, you know, across Serie Um, it's, it's been nice because the past, Two weeks or so, Lazio has been uh, one of the most active clubs in Serie A, which which always comes as a surprise, you know, maybe a little bit uh, too late for our liking. But um, I, I want to talk about it. It's obviously a big part of uh, the season and a big part of, of what we need to discuss as we think about this preview. So the first thing I, I'm going to do is, is we're going to grade the Mercato. But I think it's important when we talk about grading the Mercato that – we can't necessarily just do it in a vacuum. Yeah. And toward, towards the end of this episode, we're, we're going to give our top six predictions. And, you know, we have to be able to look at everybody, uh, what they're looking like in comparison to last season, the players they brought in, the players that they lost. So we're going to we're going to start with that. I'm going to give a, a run through on everybody's Mercato. Uh, as far as the, the top clubs, the, t- the clubs that are expected to have an impact in the race to the top four and all of the European spots. So you know, we're going to start with with top players that come in and then some of those players that have exited for uh, your top clubs. And we'll start with Milan. You know, I, I think Milan has been um, arguably the most active club on the market, especially uh, with what they brought in. You know, let's look at at the players coming in, uh, starting at the top in terms of the money uh, that they've spent. You've got Christian Pulisic, you know, a $20 million player coming in. Samuel Shukwezi, Yunus Musa, uh, Reisner's, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Noah Okafor. Uh, another player we're very familiar with, Luca Romero, who came in on a free. In terms yeah. of players they lost, you know, they were able to fund most of these signings from the sale of Sandro Tonali to Newcastle, who had a brilliant, brilliant performance you know, in, in his Premier League debut uh, this weekend. They lose uh, Rebic and then Zlatan, who retired. Mm. That's that's their window. Looking at Inter, Inter uh, bring in Turam on a free, Aslani for $10 million, Jan Bisek and Jan Sommer, their new starting goalkeeper, David Espesi, Juan Cadrado on a free. And then the players that they lose, Andre Onana, big sale to Manchester United, Brozovic to Saudi Arabia, Milan Skriniar, Gagliardini, which I know Inter fans are, are excited to get rid of, and then Dzeko. Napoli, uh, probably up there with Juve in terms of, of the least amount of activity. They bring in Nathan, who, who is slated to be their uh Kim Min J replacement, and then 
Kajuste out, as I mentioned, Kim Min Jae, and then heavily, heavily reported that Zielinski is, is close to um, agreeing on a deal uh, to, that'll see him leaving to Saudi Arabia. That's still up in the air. So right now you can kind of pencil in Zielinski uh, being a loss for them. Okay. Juve, maybe the only club that's done less work uh, than, than Napoli in the market. Right now, the only player that they've essentially brought in is Timothy Weah. And then they're losing Angel Di Maria and Juan Cuadrado. Uh, we know there's there's a good chance they're going to be losing a couple players to us. you know. But in terms of those players um, directly affecting what Juve was last year in terms of a change, those are two players that that didn't figure in their, their plans, loaned out to other clubs. So not even counting those as a loss. So Atalanta, very active, uh, especially – with the money that they've spent uh, for a club like Atalanta has been absolutely brilliant. Let's start with El Bilal Toure for $28 million. They bring in their, their new, what should be their starting striker in Gianluca Scamacca at 25 million. And then Mitchell Backer losing Rasmus Holland, um, which, which, you know, a big loss, but I think you know, replacing him with a Scamacca will be really interesting. And then Jeremy Boga, uh, two players that they're losing, Roma. You know they they they, they bring in a few players. Um, most of their their work has been on the free. You know, bringing a uh, um, Evan Indica, Hussein Awar, and then Rasmus Christensen. Uh, their big sale, uh, which is a is a blow to us, Laziali, um, our very own um, <laughs> Audrey Ibanez, uh is out having been sold to Saudi Arabia. So yep, sad sad day. Uh, yeah, and then Lazio. Let's talk about Lazio. The players that we are bringing in, Tati Castellanos for $15 million, Daichi Kamada on a free, Gustav Isaksen at $12 million, and then the two players who I, I don't like to count my eggs um, or my chickens before they hatch, but uh, the, the, the documents have been submitted. Uh, Milan was reported to... Um, have, have made some inquiries at the last minute. Uh, everything uh, reportedly is, is essentially as close to being finished as it can be. I usually don't like to talk about players coming in until we see the posts on, on Twitter and Instagram with the scarves being held up. But by all accounts, we should be seeing that news by Tuesday at the latest. And, and that is the news that uh, Luca Pellegrini and Nicolo Rovella are coming to Lazio on, on some really, really great business. It looks like it'll be around 21, 22 million, um, has the opportunity to, to, to balloon a little bit up um, with some bonuses in that. But two players that will technically be on loan in year one with obligations to buy for okay. year two. So for purposes of our conversation, when we speak about the Mercato, and when we're previewing and talking about Lazio, let's assume that those are, are two players um, that should be factoring in. Uh, and then as far as players lost from last year, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, obviously um, having been sold to the Saudis for $40 million, Raul Moro, um, or I'm sorry, uh, not Raul Moro, but uh, Luca Romero, uh, having lost him on a free to Milan. And then, of course, uh, our bandiere, Stefan Radu having retired from the club. So those three 
um, are the big losses for us. And so let's take a step back. Let's talk about the Mercado. Caleb, how are, how are you grading this? Uh, give me a letter grade from A to F, and then how do you stack it up uh, in comparison to some of these other teams? Mm. The tricky part, the tricky part about this is like relative to other teams, right? For me, I would give it an A minus. And the reason I add a little minus to it would be because of timing. I would have much preferred these to be done much earlier to get these deals done across the line, you know, a month ago, you know, two weeks ago, um, but better late than never. And I'll say that coming in when we lost Milikovic Savage, we were going to need two midfielders to replace him, period, in my opinion. It was like what, what, with the kind of budget that we have, it would be impossible to, to spend the kind of money to replace Milikovic Savage on one signing because simply those players are all 80 mil plus right now. Uh, so for us, we got two players that sort of have different profiles. Uh, first of all, we have Kamada, who, who's an attacking midfielder, fills that sort of attacking void that Milinkovic leaves, right? And then we also brought in Ravella, who is the more true box-to-box and more of a complete sort of a box-to-box midfielder. So I'm really happy with that. We've finally got a backup striker for him over there, you know, after we've been asking for one since even like the winter window. And then Pellegrini, we need a left back, and he's a guy that bleeds blue, young still, has already been in the system for six months. So for me, it's, I'm ecstatic really about, about the window. And I think we've really filled um, pretty much every single kind of position, even the winger position we've also improved upon. Yeah, I think um, if I'm if I'm giving it a grade, I'm, I'm really co- close. Uh, I'm giving it a – I'm giving it a B plus and, and timing, as you mentioned for me is, is a big one. I would have loved um, to just have seen us get these guys in because I don't want to see us in a situation where we were last year in terms of dropping matches so early in the season Mm. that we end up looking back on and, and look, Um, The gap between Napoli and and us in second last year was wide enough that you can say it didn't mean anything. Um, But Serie A this season could be the the closest it's been in, in, uh, you know, a decade plus. Yeah. In terms of just top to bottom from top, at least for the races of top four, I I think the race for the Scudetto could be really, really close. So last thing I want to do is start the campaign where guys aren't ready. And, yeah, and end up dropping points. So, you know, that's that's where I, I dock them maybe a little bit harsher than you. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know, the positive is is that last year's Mercato was tremendous. It was tremendous in terms of um, allowing Sadi to to have the players that he needs. Yeah, retooling our backline and taking a step forward. And I was really really nervous that we weren't going to follow that up with another strong summer window. Uh, it was really strong. You know, Ilitare, there's a, a lot of uh, mixed feelings about him yeah. as a sporting director. Um, mm-hmm. And look, no different than many sporting directors. You win some, you lose some. Um, and so I was a little bit nervous about Lotito maybe operating on his own. And, and yeah. you know, and, and hats off because we were able to get absolute quality. And I still think there's a little bit of work to do in the market. Um Maximiano looks like he's on the on the verge of being sold to Almeria. 
still some work to be done there. But if that happens, right, you have to assume, you have to hope that we've already got that backup keeper in in our pocket to be able to yeah. make um, quick work of, of some negotiations and get that done um, because that's going to be really, really important. And, and I still think, still think that uh, we need another Metzala and, and I would love to, uh, and I say greedy um, it's more because I understand the expectations of this club. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we need to go into the season with another center back because if we lose immediately, if, if there's injury and we lose Casale or Romagnoli, uh, un, unless Gila is, has made a big step forward, you know, it's Patrick. And, and, and look, um, I, I, I've gone, I'll go on record and say he's my least favorite player uh, probably of the last five plus <laughs> years. Um, yes. He's made massive improvements in the past couple seasons, yeah. but there are still those moments uh, that remind me of the player that he was. And, and I, I just, we can't be in champions league matches with Patrick as a starting center back. And so that's where I think uh, in order for me to see this as an A, I, I need, I need a, a little bit more work to be done before the, the close of business. But, you know, I, I will say a B plus, I think when, when you look at all of the other teams um, I think it's, I want to say easy. And, and of course the fans of every other team will, will um will gladly disagree but I, I think I think only Milan can can be the team that you know we can talk about as having had a better mercato than Lazio. Yeah. Atalanta has has done some really great business. I, I think you can you know talk about um what they've done but you know I, I think we've got the we've got the we've got quality and we've got number of players that have come yeah, in yeah. that have all of a sudden given us a little depth. So we got five players yeah, I mean, and and not just like like three, just mid. Like every sort of player for me has a real true purpose in the squad, right? For me, like like even like maybe the most you know for you and I, I believe like our most sort of like eh, sort of kind of signing is Isaksen, right? But yeah. even him, even him, it's very clear. Like hey. Pedro's getting older. We're going to need another winger to step up. So instead of getting some like like mid-tier older veteran, hey, no, let's actually invest in some youth, give them some minutes. So for me, what I like about this Mercato is that there seems to be a clear direction for every single position and player we're getting. That's what I like. Sometimes you've made signings or teams make signings that it's just like for the sake of making a signing. And you're just like, like, what's like, why we don't really need it, or like, he doesn't, he doesn't really fit for the long term or short term plan. But for me, it very much feels like every signing that we that we brought in this window has a real true purpose in the roster. It's like, there's a very clear plan of like, even even the Castellano signing is, you know, Immobilis, a number one, without a doubt. But again, he's he's getting older. Um, he struggled with injuries last season, and we're bringing in a, a striker that isn't so much more. It isn't really so much more potential, but it's sort of that in the middle of lockdown starter and potential sort of player. Someone that's right there who just needs a good run of games to maybe be that starting striker for us in the long and like the next, you know, two, three years. Right. So even like Castellanos is a good example because you don't want to bring in a striker that's 19 years old to back up Immobile because like you're, you're going to drop off a lot of experience and quality yeah. that way. It's too much, too big of a gamble. So Castellanos is like a perfect in-between sort of player where he's not reached his peak yet, but he has enough experience and 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 
and production in his career already that it's like, hey, this guy can definitely step in and, and help us. And it's not so much of a gamble. So that's that's for me part of the reason also why I gave him an A minus is just that for me, it's a very clear direction in every single signing that we brought in. There's not one where I'm like, eh, like, do we really need that? You know, every single one for me has like very clear purpose and intent, which is what I love to see. And considering we're doing that without a sporting director, like, yeah. honestly, it surprises me. I'm actually like, I'm like generally impressed with Lotito because I'm like, I, it normally goes really bad when the president starts taking control of stuff like this. Yeah, I mean that that point I, I was gonna make it. Um, I was gonna make just that point was mm-hmm. particularly impressive without having you know a, a sporting director and yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, we got the question on Twitter of of you know who is our sporting director and, and and a question regarding that and um you know by all accounts it is Lotito operating uh, now. Angelo Fabiani was was reported and and he's at the club. At a at like a, a, a executive position for our academy and Primavera and, and the youth sector and scouting. Now there was a lot of reports that he was supposed to be the one to step up um, in, in place of Tare. So you know, I, I I have to I have to assume somebody's helping Lotito out a little bit. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But yeah. but it, it's it's been it's been absolutely brilliant in terms of having a plan or at least at least it appears that they have a plan and, and, you know, the end result, whether or not they have a plan or not, the end result is really, really good and would appear that there's a plan because all of the signings to your point have, have shown um, a place on the team. We don't have a question when, when we signed, uh, when we signed uh, and, and now I'm blanking on his name, but when we signed our striker, uh, from uh, Turkey, I, and and maybe it's because of the lack of goals. But I, 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 he he made no sense for us. Right, right. Exactly. It, it made it made no tactical sense for this club from the amount Muricci. of Murici. Yeah, yeah, Murici. Uh, I already want to forget about him. But it, it, it made no tactical sense. But every yeah. single signing to this point, and now they've got to prove it, of course. But when you look at their strengths, when you look at their abilities, the positions, they're, they're all positions of need. You can see them ultimately having a place at the squad, having an important place on this squad. Um, you know, the one that you can maybe argue about is Kamada in terms of how he'll fit with a Luis Alberto. But there is so much class there that you just don't even it just you know you don't even worry about it because. <laughs> You know, he's, yeah. he's going to come in and, and he's going to figure it out. So, yeah, um, yeah I think, you know, in, incredible Mercato. So let's look now because, again, we're going to get to a place where we're going to give our top six predictions. Yeah. Um, let's analyze this club. So um, we're, we're going to go through each position and we're going to give our take on whether – this is a, a position um, in which we feel stronger. So is this an upgrade going into this season compared to last, or is it a downgrade? Uh, I'm not even going to give us a cop out. We're not going to even allow ourselves to say flat. Right. Oh, really? Oh, so, okay. Uh, it, look, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And so yeah. we're going to have to stick to either. We are improved. We're going to see an improvement. We are upgrading or we are downgrading. So mm. Caleb, Let's start at the goalkeeper position. Yo, right now it's Provedel. 
Maximiano is a question mark. Do we feel like um, we're going to have an improvement upon that position? We're talking about a player that saw himself as the goalkeeper of the season uh, last year, breakout player, breakout signing for us. Uh, Are we going to be better in that position or or worse? Uh, If Maximiano goes, I think we're worse. Assuming that he he leaves, I and mean, there's something as much as we leave, if he leaves, then we're worse. Okay. But for me, it's like I, I don't know if you saw pretty recently here. It was a quote from uh, ah some famous person, some famous footballer. I forgot his name, but he basically he had this hot take of why do you need two elite keepers to go at each other? Because it, it puts unnecessary pressure on your primary keeper who already has to think about saving stuff. Anyways, point is. There's a whole conversation, but worse. Okay. I think we're worse. I, yeah. I will I will also say worse. Uh-huh. And 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 my reason has nothing to do with Maximiano because look, he, he didn't play last year. Right. Um, right. I, I feel I feel and right now I'm 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 at probably the most confident I've ever been in our ability to um, reinvest and and find players so you know if, if we sell maximiano for the 10 million that Lotito is seeking i feel yeah. really good that we'll be able to get a, a player of quality enough uh, to serve as backup right. uh, the reason why i say worse is is because it's it's gonna be really hard to improve upon the phenomenal season that Provedel had last year yes. again yes he was voted on as, as keeper of the season last year and i, I man it, it's it's gonna be hard to top that yeah. Um, and so for that reason, I say uh, maybe a s- slight step back um, on where we were last year. So, all right. So I'll give you the benefit of going second for this one, but let's talk about the back line. So last year, you know, a, a back line that consisted of Hisai, a, tr- a typical starting 11 would see us, uh, you know, with Hisai at the left back position, our two <clears throat> center backs, Casales, Romagnoli, and then. Uh, Marusic, or we would see Marusic on the left with a Lazzari at, at right back. Mm-hmm. This year, I think you know we've 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 got Pellegrini back, so he obviously yeah. was here at the the winter window. Didn't see too much side, um, too much time on on the left side. Uh, but when he came in, I know you and I were both really impressed with him. I, I think I think another season of Casales and Romagnoli playing together in which you know, they were arguably the, the best center back pairing in the league last year. Two players that were absolutely snubbed by former Azzurri manager Roberto Mancini. Um, great news for, you know, uh, great news for Lazio fans that want to see their players for the national team. I know a lot of, a lot of people would prefer um, keeping those players off the national team to reserve them, um, keep their energy levels high. Uh, for the Serie A campaign, but you know, as a fan of the Azzurri, personally, I want to see those players playing for the national team. So I think mm-hmm. today was great news for the likes of Romagnoli, Casale, and Zaccagni. But yeah. uh, I think another season playing together, understanding Sadi, you know, I, I'm going to have that as as being an upgrade. Particularly, I love bringing in Pellegrini. I I hope that um, when we're running on all cylinders uh, that he is our starting left back. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, and say upgrade. What do you got? I got upgrade as well. And I'm going to say, I'm going to, for all the reasons you listed, I'm going to add one other little reason that you may not like. 
but it's facts. And I I do think that again, our backup center backs are, are questionable, big question marks still. However, I do think the best version of Patrick that I have seen was last season's version. I'm not saying he's ideal great, but I'm saying he does seem a little better under Saudi. He does seem like a little bit less of a liability. And so on top of all those reasons you said as well, plus Patrick, I think improving a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick is going to give his best Nesta impression in Champions <laughs> League. You heard it here first from Caleb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> oh, that's, I, I had to put that out there. But, no, I, I think that our back line is only going to improve this year. We were, I mean, we were – that's one of the big – I think the best – we were the best defensively last year, period. That's what carried our campaign – and I think it will only improve this campaign as well. And I do think Pellegrini is a big upgrade. And we'll help get more out of this defense. Um, and we'll go into starting lineups of who we think is optimal and kind of yeah. talk more about that. But, yeah, upgrade for me as well. Okay. Let's talk midfield. You kick us off. Upgrade, downgrade. Oh, man, this is the one I – really the only one I've struggled with. I think every other one's pretty, pretty, pretty easy, pretty straightforward. For midfield, I'm going to say upgrade. Wow. I'm going okay. to say upgrade. And that's that may that may be a little a bit of a hot take, maybe a little bit of a warm take. Uh, but I'm gonna say that we are gonna be less dependent on this one player than we were before. And so I believe we were incredibly dependent on Malinkovic Savage last year in general. Uh, and I believe that with the additions that we've brought in, we'll not only be more flexible, we'll also be less dependent on someone like Malikovic Savage, less dependent on one player in our midfield. And so for that reason, I say upgrade. Of course, the biggest question mark here is, this is really the, the main position where it's a TBD. On paper, I'm saying that. But this is the biggest question mark in terms of, hey, we're assuming that these guys are going to be upgrades. We're assuming they're going to pop off and say, yeah, however, or at least for Lazio in this case. Uh and for that reason, it, why it was so difficult to sort of guess, but I, I strongly believe that we have upgraded ever so slightly. Not saying it's a massive upgrade, but we have upgraded. And, and I believe it's because we are going to be less dependent and more flexible uh, than how we were under Malik, with having Malik Savage on the team. Yeah, I think, um, look, I agree in that this is probably the hardest one to, to put a finger on. Um, as I mentioned, in terms of grading our Mercato, I think there is some work to be done for me to feel like it was an A. And, and the work that needs to be done will also largely uh, direct my answer here because I think we need a Medzala. We need another box-to-box. Yeah. Um, I think if we can sell Basic and, and use that money to get a stronger player, yeah. then I think this is an improvement. And, and I think... Um, it's, it's probably tough for a lot of people to digest. And, and you mentioned it, like we had arguably the best midfielder in the league and we lost him this year. So it's a, it's a big hole. Uh, but I will also say, and, and it can't be forgotten. And this is no slight on the player. I've got his, uh, I've got his shirt hanging up right there. Love the player, massive club legend. But yeah. you know, after the world cup from the winter to the rest of the season, he was not the same player. It was, it was, not. It was a lot of times that uh, it was hard to pinpoint, you know, why he wasn't playing at his best. Uh, was it, was it a disinterested player? 
Was it a player that maybe knew he wasn't going to be coming back? Um, I'm not in his head. I don't know why, but the fact is, is he wasn't the best player. He wasn't the best midfielder in the league, the second half of the season. And so knowing that we don't have a distracted Milinkovic Savic and, and we have some talent and we have some world-class players, motivated, motivated players too, and motivated players. I think that is going to make a big, big difference. Now, I don't think we're going to see the best version of that midfield for a while. That's and fair. so it's going to take some time just understanding Saudi's system, understanding the league, playing mm-hmm. with one another. I think it's going to be a little bit. So it's it's yeah. one of those ones where I think we're probably going to we're going to take a step back before we take a step forward. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that in the end our midfield will be a lot better. It, it, it will have gotten younger. Um, my hope is that that we will see some of these players playing ahead of older players like yeah. a Vecino. Um, yeah. and, and so, and again, I think we need to sell Basic because I believe his time is over. Yeah. I just, I think we've seen enough of him over the last three seasons to know he is not a player um, who's who's going to be an impact player at a team that has Champions League aspirations, top four aspirations like Lazio, and so if we're yeah. able to to get a, a box to box player and replacement, I think I think we are a better better midfield than last year. Wait, so, so what's, what's your final uh, assessment? So I'll say I'll say upgrade. I'll say upgrade. Hey, all right. The upgrade. All right. Um, it's and it's again, it's a little bit of an asterisk. Like I, I do think we need some work to be done, but I, I think it'll be an upgrade um, in the end. Okay. So let's talk attack. No, this is this you start. Is you start this one. Okay, so for me, this will be this is this is tough. Not as tough as midfield, but I, I do think it's tough because when we look at our attack, uh, this is easy for me. This is pretty straightforward to me. Yeah, look, I and and here's the thing. It's it's um, let's talk about the positives. The positives are. Uh, we have a, a Vichy Immobile in, in Tati Castellanos that we're both high on. We know he's a versatile player that can slot in uh, on the wing if needed, that can play out wide. He can play as a lone striker. He can play off of another player. So, you know, in the event that, that Cheeto gets hurt, I think we'll, we, we will be fine. And and we saw that we were fine last year with Philippe Anderson as well. Yeah. Um, we never want to play without Cheeto, but I think we were probably we're better suited than we were last year to play yeah. without Cheeto. So that to me is, is certainly an upgrade. Yeah. But the, the, the production we got last year from Felipe Anderson, I'm going to make a bold statement. We will not see that again, because if we see that again, the man is not human. He played every minute. And, <laughs> and so hey, you um, mean production and like, and like numbers or like, and like amount of like time played in just time played. Like okay, he, okay. he, he was fantastic last year. You know, he was the, uh, pro- he was probably the most underappreciated player uh, because look um, it's, it's just the, the highlights are always going to come with a yeah. Malinkovic Savage, a Luis Alberto, Chido bagging goals. Yeah. Um, but the work that Felipe Anderson has, has put in just being the most consistent and hit in consistency was his biggest problem at his first um, run at Lazio. Yeah, I think yeah. he was incredibly consistent. Sadi has turned him into an incredible two-way player. And so it's it's hard, almost like what I said about Ivan Provedel. 
it, it, he, he was up here. And so expecting that again is going to be really, really tough. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be a player that has, a, has, has put in some mileage last season. So he's going to have to take a break this year. Mm-hmm. And so now it's about players that um, are unproven. Is Isaacson going to come in and, and provide an upgrade or um, provide e- equal quality? Um, I think I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, positive on the player. I mean, you know, I, I saw some highlights today and he looked really good in preseason, but again, it's, it's a Serie Chi club that they were playing, but it's, that's one thing that I, that I, I question Pedro another year older. Um, Zakani had some, had some injury problems in his first year at Lazio. And so, you know, he, he managed to avoid a lot of that last year. So there are still some question marks. Um, the optimist in me, and, and look, Cheeto's another year older as well. So yeah. I will say, man, this is tough. Um, I will say only because I want, I want to be optimistic, but it's really, really tough. Um, but I will say we are, we are a slight improvement and, and that is going to come from uh, my belief in, in Tati Castellanos. We're going to have some hot takes later and, and I'm still deciding if he's going to be in my hot take, but I'm, I'm really high on the player. So I'll say we are a slight, ever so slight upgrade on last season. Where do you got us? Uh, I, for me, for me, you made some great points and did give me some new perspective. However, for me, it was really easy to say upgrade. And I'll say it because, uh, well, a couple of reasons. A, we're not going to have to be so reliant on Felipe this year. So, yes, you're right about, hey, we're not going to be able to get that sort of like production play time from him again. Well, we don't need to do that again with the signings that we've made, right? Tati Castellanos, right, at that position at the nine. I also think that we've, 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 we've we sold or let go of you know, Luca Romero and replaced him with an actual proven youngster. Because Luca Romero he still hasn't done it at first team level in a lot of different places. He just hasn't. At least with Isaksen, Isaksen has shown, you know, I'll be in the Danish league, you know, put a little asterisk there. It's still a decent league. But again, the Danish league has proven in the past to produce players that can transfer their skill set to the top five leagues. We're talking, there's a lot of Danish players that play in the top five leagues and are excellent players. And they're consistently. Um, more than serviceable in these leagues, right? So it does have a good track history of producing players that work in these in, in these better leagues. And he has consistently improved production with every year he's been there. And now he's at 22, and he had his best year at uh, – I can never pronounce the name of the team. Uh, <laughs> but I think we've replaced – we've lost one youngster and replaced him with a, a youngster that is much more um, polished – uh, and has proven himself at a first team level before. And for those reasons, and again, we have Pedro still, Sakagni, we still have here. I do think it's a pretty, for me, it's a pretty obvious upgrade uh, for me in the attack. Okay. But you make, you um, make good points, though. And, you know. Yeah, look, there's, there's things that need to go right for us, yeah. and, and health is one of them. Yes. And if we can stay healthy, I'm confident. Um, but that's that's going to be a question mark. And I'll say one more thing too. Again, this is a year, a, a second year two of Saudi ball. Yeah, and, that's a, that's a good point. And so I, I do think as well that plays a factor in the attack. I mean, 
Kamada, Pellegrini play factors in the attack too, right? So we're not really considering these guys. We're just talking about personnel-wise or um, in terms of personnel that we have upgraded. And I think along with Sadi, excuse me, sorry about that, along with Sadi and along with year two Sadi ball and along with someone like Pellegrini who's a little more progressive in the attack, can put in a ball, likes to get up, I think that we have upgraded. Yeah. So look, we've we've broken down how we feel about each position mm-hmm. um, at, at the team, um, and and we haven't even covered depth. Look, I think I think we we've improved on on, on the depth side for sure. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about what we think our our optimal starting eleven will be. You know, I I think um, and, and I say optimal because. Looking at how we'll start the first couple matches of the season, um, I believe will be very different than what will end up being mm. our our best lineup. Mm. Look, we're, we're playing Lecce. I think you know. Yep. I'll 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 tell you. I, I think that starting eleven is is going to be. Um, you're going to see. Uh, and, and again, we we need to make sure we're healthy. But I I think you're going to see Messino in the starting 11. Mm. I think you're going to see Luis Alberto, Cataldi, Vecino. If Cataldi's hurt, Vecino's going to end up playing mm. in that position. I think um, you, you you could very likely see Basic if he's not sold. I think um, I, 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 I don't know that we would throw Kamada in there right off the bat. Mm. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a, a lot of what we saw last year. So, um but let's talk optimal. Let's talk about in order for us to be fighting for top four, in order for us to to see this season as a success, uh, and, and how we see some of the new signings. Let's talk about what that lineup looks like, Caleb. Um, you want to you want to go ahead and 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 give us your starting eleven. You want to you want to do this like we talk about our backline. You say your backline. I say my cool. You say it. Sure. Okay. Um, Provadel, obviously, goalkeeper. I don't even no brainer. Yeah, uh, it in. maybe mine's maybe my right back position. I, I'm starting Lazadi right out the gate at right back. Okay, of course, this is just like the easy defense is super easy. Romagnoli, Casale, and Pellegrini for me. That's the back four, and that's your optimal. So you would see Lazadi in there. Yes, that is optimal. That is like when we're you know all cylinders going. You know. Like that for me is optimal. So I I would say a little bit different than 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 you. Figured, yeah. And and I I got to put Madusic back there, yeah. uh, just just for his uh, ability to 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 play defense, <laughs> which right. Lazzini, um often can can find himself completely out of position. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Lazzari most certainly is, is an X factor type of player um, in Sadi's system, but I I do not see him as a, a a match weekend and out starting 11 in this system. He is a player that can obviously find himself starting um, if need be, but especially uh, because I, I have a feeling we're, we're both going to have the same line of thought in our midfield, Mm. Which is 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 maybe going to be a little imbalanced. Mm. So for me, I gotta have Madusic playing that right back. Um, That's fair. Two center backs, no brainer. Again, probably the best pairing uh, last season in Serie A. Uh, and then left back, I think when we are running on all cylinders, I want to see Pellegrini as our starting left back. Yeah. I think 
Um, did not get a ton of time last year, but for me, when he came in, he was incredibly impactful. Uh, he was he was dangerous. He's a player that can deliver a very nice ball into the box. Uh, you know, look if we've got if we got Tati Castellanos in the match, you got a player that that can obviously find his way, um, scoring goals in a lot of different areas, and and brilliant with with his head on the ball. And so for me. Uh, Luca Pellegrini, I want to see him develop. I want to see him find a lot of time in the starting 11. Yes. So, let's go to midfield. Midfield. I have, okay, for me, uh, Cataldi, DM. Okay. Love what we saw from him last year. Really enjoyed watching his play last year. I'm going to have Kamada as the, as a more advanced sort of 10 and Rovella as the, as the more box-to-box. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Luis Alberto, his time's done. His, his days are his days are ticking. Okay. Um, so, and can I, I will let say, me say real quick my thought process. Uh, for me, this is yeah. the most balanced midfield. And and I will say this too. Uh, analyzing some of Sadi's old midfields, especially the Napoli one, he had Hamsik and um, I, his name, the Polish attacking mid, Zielinski. Zielinski. His 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 dual eights were Hamsik and Zielinski in that squad. And which are more, these are more two attacking guys. Like these are, neither of them are really like defensive stalwarts. Like uh, these are two pretty attacking players. And I don't think Sadi strays away, will stray away from being a little more progressive in those eight positions. And I do think actually that this midfield is more balanced than the Napoli midfield that he had. Um, because for me, Casale, uh, it, he does a job defensively, right? He's good enough defensively. He's he's, disi- he's disciplined. He can distribute pretty well. Um, and then you have someone like Rovella, who is much more uh, like a, a jack of all trades. He does everything. Re- he does everything really well, and he can only improve in that aspect. And Kamada, again, Kamada is not a defensive slouch. Like, I want to make this very clear. I want I want fans to know and understand. Kamada was was like he was getting he was in the top ninety fifth percentile for tackles a game as an attacking mid. So he's no slouch. So I think this midfield is a lot more balanced than what people may think so initially. Uh, and so that's kind of my thought process behind the midfield. So I'm glad we can have this discussion because they're, they're two very different midfields. Oh, that's um, fun, man. So, you know, and, 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 and for me, I think, um, I think right now we're operating under the assumption that Luis Alberto is on the squad. Correct. Right. I think that, that is, that is, uh, the mindset that I am having right now that can clearly change. You can be sold to Saudi Arabia. We know there's offers out there, you know, and, and I think um, I am perfectly okay. I look, I don't, I don't want to see us lose a second starting midfielder. Um, so, so soon to the season starting after having lost Sergei Milinkovic Savic. Right. But I think we are, we are prepared because we have a player like Kamada. Yeah. But I think if we have, if we have Luis Alberto for me, I think if we are at our best, and I and I love Cataldi. Mm. He's a Laziale. Absolutely, I think he is a a player too that is underappreciated, yeah. not by Lazio fans, but I think he's he's yeah. he's overlooked yeah. by Serie A fans. Yeah. Um, we we know, you know, he he's able to do a, a lot that goes unnoticed. But I think Rovella is ultimately going to supplant, at least if he is the player that I believe okay. he is. I think he is going to be our regista. I think he 
Um, he's a player that, that does a lot of things well. He's certainly a player that can break through the lines with some passing, but I, I, I do think he has a little bit of grinta. I think he could um, he can handle some of the cleanup duty defensively, which allows us to have a Luis Alberto and a Camana both on the field at the same time. And I think optimal starting 11 with Sadi clearly adjusting depending on how a match goes. But to your point, Sadi is okay with having two players uh-huh. you know, of the attacking mindset. He is. And, and points about Camada are really, really strong. I also think Luis Alberto evolved last season as a player. Mm. He, was, he, he was a player that found some defensive duties. Mm. And, and I think um, that allowed him to find his place in the starting 11, right. yeah. which for months was the big question mark. Right. Why isn't Luis Alberto in the starting 11? Well, you know, Sadi was really important that he had balance. He didn't see him and Luis and uh, Sergey playing together. Well, ultimately, we found that it was just better to have both talented players on the pitch at the same time. And Sadi was able to get the defensive duties out of Luis Alberto, the minimum defensive duties that were required. I think Luis Alberto continues that evolution. And then, again, to your point, Kamada does enough as well. And with the Rovella back there, I think that is that is at least what I want to see us get at. Mm-hmm. It is not, I believe, we'll start the season. Oh no, yeah, I agree. Let's like, not even on the on the team yet, officially. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think that's what we'll see. But for me, the beauty of of what we're we're looking at this season is a team that has depth in which there shouldn't be a massive drop off when looking at our registas. Yeah. Last year, when Cataldi didn't play. Marcos Antonio was not ready. Yeah. Uh, nor do we even know if he is 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 a regista. Yeah. Right. And so you saw the likes of Vecino in there because he was a safer player. He he could he could do some of the defensive duties. Yeah. Um, but he was not a player that was going to break a defense. You know, with a pass. Yeah. And so it changed the dynamic of the team. I think the beauty here is between Cataldi and, and Robella, you're not going to see us wildly change mm-hmm. what our team looks like. Um, so ultimately that's what I, I think we'll see. Okay. So attack. attack is the easy one. Like that to me, you know, is, is probably one that I think, I think we'll be on what, the same what is page. It? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that. I'll start off with attack for me. Is is obviously King Cheeto yeah. leads the line. A, a healthy Cheeto is is um is is the safest bet in the league when he's healthy. And so um you'll you'll see him up top. Another year older, coming off some health concerns. Um, you know, can he bounce back? You know, he has an opportunity to uh, continue to make history and climbing the all-time Serie A goal scoring charts. I think he's at number eight right now, but. Um, also, if he can find himself with, with another 20-goal season, he's going to be in, in an elite group of, of two or three players that have done that as many times as he has. So yeah. um, leading the line, Chido Immobile, do you, see, do you see a difference there? Nah, Chido, he'll hold it down. He's just, it's, it's his to lose. At the, you know, yep. It's his to lose. Yeah, and, and look, he's um, – again, today was a, it was a preseason match, but um, he looked sharp, which is all that you can really gauge a preseason match. Yeah. Uh, and is, is are they fit and do they look sharp? So, um, who do you have as 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 the player playing out wide on the right? You know, I thought about this a little bit, and maybe a little bit of my MLS bias coming in. I, but at the end of the day, I was like, man, this guy put an absolute shift for us 
all year last season. There's no way that man can get dropped. Felipe has to go right wing. You're telling me you considered a world in which Matthew was going to start on the right? Hey, it, it was a really brief thought. To be fair, it came in, came out pretty quickly. But I, I hesitated. I was like, ah, no, nah, there's no way. And then, of course, I got yeah. me at left wing. Pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, same. That one's an easy one. Um, I think, uh, again, Felipe um, on the right, uh, consistency was something he was plagued with for many, many years. And, and last year, mm. Uh, we we saw the player that was consistent. I think what was interesting is is at his at his first run at Lazio, there were nights that he was absolutely world class. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he would look like one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And there was a reason why the likes of Manchester United, you know, were chasing him, and he had a fifty million plus evaluation or transfer market uh, value on him. Uh, but but then the the gap between those performances. And, and then some of his poor performances were, were quite wide. And so um, what we saw last year was uh, probably fewer times in which he looked world-class. I mean, there, but, but he became a consistent player that was able to close the gap between, you know, his best performances and his worst performances. And so for me uh, has earned the trust of Sadi. I, I think there's probably um, few, if, if, if no players that Sadi trusts more, than Felipe Anderson. So that, that one's an easy one. Yeah. And Zakani, I mean, Zakani is, is a player that the national team, the Azzurri, um, have been in, in absolute need of, mm. which is why it's always been mind-blowing that he, that he continues to not get called up, and, and hopefully that changes. But he's such a direct player, and and he he takes his man off the dribble. Mm. And, and he was the player that saw himself fouled more than any player in the league um, was one of the top fouled players in all of Europe. Uh, and that's because he is a player, again, that takes his man off the dribble, is super dangerous, is really strong with the ball, finds big goals when they're needed. And so, you know, that, that one's an easy one. And, and you know, I, I think with Felipe, and, and I mentioned this, there, there's he needs to have matches that he can take off. And that's where you look at, and, and Isaacson hopefully being able to step up and, and, and provide a little something different there. So I think, you know, that is, that is what, um, what our starting 11, each of us have as, as our, as our optimal starting 11. Um, let's go into some of our predictions. Oh, you know, and, and we'll start. Go let, me, let me say this real quick. My, before we go into these predictions, just one thing I want to say one, I'll tell you one, one aspect from, the sort of big wigs at the club that I think we've sort of come short on is actually preseason competition. I feel like we've had an incredibly easy preseason in terms of competition levels that the one, the one team that we played, and of course it's preseason. I get it. I get it. Though the, I would say that actually the two teams, two legit teams that we played, Girona, La Liga side, and Aston Villa, another side, we weren't too hot against. And again, right. it's preseason. We're trying. To, I totally get it. That's why you said, I think we are going to have a slower start this season. Um, however, I just want to, I want to pre- preface all this by saying that it's just, that I do, I'm, I'm, I am a little concerned with a little bit of the competition that we had in, in preseason. I would have liked to have like four good opponents, even if we lose all of them, that, that would build you much better than going into to preseason. But anyways. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, look on, on preseason because I think it's interesting. Um, 
you know, it's it's pretty standard in terms of the type of preseason matches Lazio generally plays. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Um, you know, look, as, as two as two um, as two guys that live in the United States, we would both love to see them here and see them on a on an American tour. Right. But I will add the positive is that um, these these tours are as much about um, driving tickets yeah, yeah. And, and global branding, and there's a lot of distractions. These players, you know, go to Hollywood and they go to Disney World and they've got interviews yeah. and um, social media stuff happening and obligations. And so, you know, while you may see a, a Juve and Milan playing Real Madrid or Barcelona or playing each other in the Rose Bowl and, you know, and, and it's big opponents, but there are a lot of distractions and the travel. No, sure. you know, they're coming out here and, and that travel we know having been so close to major league soccer, how challenging the travel is. Yeah. So while we're maybe not playing the strongest opponents, um, there's yeah, a rest right. factor. They're refreshed. They're not having to travel, you know, across the pond, which I, th- I think is a positive. That's a good point. So, That's a good point. Um, let's, uh, let's dive into predictions. Okay. Um, and start with the, we'll start with the big one right off the bat goal scoring leader. And what do you have as your goal tally for that player? Okay. Here we go. Um, I'm sorry, nothing, nothing exciting on this one. Uh, Immobile, and I'm going to go 24 goals uh, this season. Okay, I like it. 24 goals, yeah. I like it. Um, I'm going to say Cheetah, and I'm going to say 20 goals. Okay. And, and – and I, I would love to see, and I, and I will, and I will classify this. Obviously, that's a little bit of a bounce back. Look, twenty goals in this league, it's it's, Big deal. it's, it's, it's scoff at. And and I mentioned he has an opportunity to to be one of a handful of players to score twenty or more goals as many times as he has. Yeah, and and that that that's a huge huge tally. Um, I will also say that I think, I think, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna also predict that Tati Castellano finds himself in double digit goals score. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say that you're going to see Cheeto at 20 goals and then my prediction is that Tati Castellanos will be at 10 goals uh scored this season. But that if you're saying that then I, that actually okay then if we're going for runner up is that your runner up okay. goal scorer? Sure. I, my I runner up goal scorer is Kamada. Okay. And I, I think he will, I think he will hit 10 goals. Okay, so I, and I'm gonna doc I'm gonna document this because we're gonna come back and look at the at these predictions. So right. you've got 24 for Cheetah, yep. and then you've got Kamada at at how many Ten goals as my runner up goal scorer? All right, perfect. Now let's go with assists. Oh, for me, I'm gonna go again Kamada, and I'm gonna go 11 domestic goals, 11 Sedia. Uh, excuse me, assists. Sorry, 11 for Kamada. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say leading the team is going to be 10 Luis Alberto. Okay. It seems a little safe pick, but okay. No, because I think it I think it's going to be a, another season in which it's probably spread around. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So, you know, I, I think it'll be pretty close uh, between a few players, but I'll go with the with the tried and true right. Luis Alberto. Okay. So you know, we're looking at a season in, in which we, we've got a lot of sightings that we're really high on. And last year was, was 
was another year in which picking this category was really, really tough. Mm. Your prediction for best signing of the season. I'm going to keep rolling with the guy I got in the back of my jersey this year. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, I think, because we're signing this guy right into his prime. And I think he will, and he was playing in a Frankfurt system that was like, it was attacking, but not nearly as suited to someone like him as it is, I think, in the Saudi system. And I think he will have some Hamsik level type numbers with Lazio and production. Um, when he was at Napoli, was under Saudi again because they actually kind of remind me of each other. Th- their profiles are pretty similar. Both six foot, both pass first kind of guys. Both not really crazy dribblers. Um, both have can have rockets of shots on them. So there's a lot of similarities between him and Hamsik that I think Saudi himself was pushing hard to get him for. It. I, I have a feeling. I don't know this for sure. I don't have sources in there, but I think that Kamada was very much handpicked because he has a very similar profile to maybe the best attacking midfielder has played under Saudi in his career. Okay. So for that reason, Kamada. So while I think this player was obviously, I mentioned Tati Castellano scoring 10 goals, which you know, would put you up there <laughs> for the season. Um, um, this is how highly I think of, of, of and again, I knock on wood because um, this hasn't even been been finalized yet, but I'm going to say Nicolo Roberto. Wow. Uh, That's and, a hot take. Look, um, it, it, he's he's got to he's he's got to be close to being. Uh, if if I think that he's going to be in our starting eleven, uh, in our optimal, and you have him in your starting eleven too, we just have him in different positions. You know, if if I have him supplanting um, Cataldi, and and you would have him ahead of Luis Alberto, mm-hmm. he's going to be doing something really 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 well. That's fair. Um, so for me, uh, I I have Rovella, and he is a player that at Monza last year played extremely, extremely well, knows the league. Um, it, it's just a matter of, of grasping Saudi's system, mm-hmm. but he is a player that, that, that already is very familiar. So while a Kamada, fair. you know, again, plus still needs to adjust. Yeah, yeah. I think Rovella can come in and, and, and do something really, really great. So um, let's, let's look at, and so um, we we're going to talk about breakout player, but I, I think, um, yeah, let's talk breakout player. If if it's anybody different for you, you know, we've got best signing, you know, but uh, who do you think is is going to be a sure. breakout player that that's a surprise maybe? So by breakout player, are you saying like a are you referring to youngsters particularly, or just anyone in the team that maybe? When I think of breakout player, I think it has to be a player that's already been at the club. Okay, let's say that. that. Yeah, because yeah, your unexpected player. Yeah, they that looking back on it. Um, you know, you may, it could also be categorized as a most improved yes, player. Yes, yes. So, uh, for me, for me, it has to be someone that's been at the club, and and for me, my breakout player will be Pellegrini. Okay, he never got a shot in those six months, but he was studying, he was learning, he was starting to understand what Saudi recommends, like excuse me, what Saudi demands from that position, and I think that. He'll be primed to have a big year playing for his home team, the team he grew up loving. He's that he'll bring that passion in. And I think he, I think he will be on. We saw some, we saw him training in the offseason. He's been putting in work in this offseason. He has no days off. He looks like he's been really active. He looks incredibly motivated. And again, playing for, for your home team, your your childhood team, there's no greater motivator. And I think Pellegrini will really pop off this year and have a, a not just a breakout season for him, for us. 
a breakout season for him in his career because I don't think Pellegrini, Pellegrini has yet to sort of reach the heights or the level that everyone thought he would reach when he was 18, 19 years old. So he's he he was he was the pick that I had as well. Ah. Um, so you know I I don't know that I can choose anybody else. I'm going to try, and I'll say on on paper when we come back to looking at, at this, uh, Pellegrini is was also my choice. Oh, yeah, I think. Um, hey, how about this too? It, it can be a new signing if it's a younger player. Because I do I do think that breaking out into the city I've seen is maybe. Well then, I would say if, if I mean, Tati is Tati young enough? Twenty four. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Tati had a bit of a breakout season. Even like, nah, I would say Tati's pretty established. Like in world, I think in like soccer in general. You think so? I think he is. Okay. I think I get all that. I mean, he's still two seasons. He's still a, a little over a season removed from playing in in Major League Soccer. I did, but like, I mean, I, I think people know. I think his name is on the map now after that Madrid game and having a really good season with the team that should have been relegated, but in fact, actually had quite a competitive season in La Liga. And he was a big part of the success. So I, I, I'm going to disqualify him. Sorry. Okay. Well, look, um, I, I think then let's, it, it, it's really running out of options because when I, when I look at, at who I feel strongly about or youngsters on our team that are potential candidates, you've got the likes of Cancellieri. Cancellieri is, is already linked to a move. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a good chance he's he's probably playing at Empoli. Um, we look at we look at um, a, another talented youngster, Marcos Antonio. I, does does he have a place on the team with Rovella coming in, and then other midfielders like Camada? And, and so um, you know, Luca Romero is gone. Marcos Antonio. Um, well, no, no. I mentioned Marcos oh, Antonio, that, yeah, but I don't think that. I don't think he has a spot. I, it's it's hard for me seeing um, him playing at a at a regista role mm-hmm. or ahead of you know Vecino or so. For me, that's that's one that I and I was pretty high on him, but I just don't think he fits in the system. Mm-hmm. So of the choices given, I will say let's go with Lazzari as having a breakout. I like season. that. I like um, that on last year. <laughs> Uh, look, I think he can be an X factor. Yeah. I, I think his service can be a little bit spotty, um, but we know he's a player that um, if, if a match is open, you're chasing a goal, he can provide a threat. So purposes of this, I'll go ahead and say okay. that, Zeddy. All right. So your 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 uh, team MVP at the end of the season. Uh, so this is tough. I because assuming my prediction of twenty four goals for Cheeto kind of locks him in as that, doesn't it? However, well, not necessarily well, yeah, because this, this the, yeah, we've had seasons that he was bagging goals, and and you've had the likes of you know Milinkovic Savic uh, looking at as as the team MVP, or you can argue you know a season in which Luis Alberto broke the Serie A assist record um, could have been factored in at, at, at that as well. So, so. With that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna stay on the hype train here, and right. gonna go with Kamada it. again, and okay. I'm gonna go with that because I have my prediction is he's gonna have ten goals, eleven assists, double digit goals assist season for Lazio in his first season, and obviously as a midfielder he impacts the game more so than a striker in most cases, right? And I think and I think he'll be not only will he do that, but he'll also put in some impressive defensive numbers that even with those like high kind of scoring tallies, I think he'll be just 
I think he will announce himself. He's already announced himself globally, you know, with Bundesliga, but I think that in Serie A, he's going to be um, in contention for that MVP spot, and I think for us, he'll get it. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the hot take section, and you're coming with fire. So, um, I'm I'm gonna go with a with I'm gonna go with a player we have not even talked about um, as as my MVP, and that's gonna be Alessio Romagnoli. Yeah, I saw it. for me. <laughs> look, um, uh, Chido is is our is our capitano, um, our our, our vice capitano, and and Sergei Milinkovic Savic is gone. I think. Um, He's a Laziale. This is another season. He was massive last year. He changed the tune of the Lazio defense, provides stability. He is going to have to have another season like that. Yeah. And, and I think you're going to see a, another year in which he uh, takes a step forward in confidence, knows his place at the team, um, is, is in that pro- absolute prime window for a center back. Uh, so for me, Knowing how attack-minded our, our our top players are, yeah, he is going to have to be that security blanket in the back. So for me, it's a good shot. Yeah, MVP is is going to be Romagnoli. He's one of my favorites on the team, so I I'm totally down for that. Monster. Okay, let's go top six predictions, Caleb. All right, kick us off. Here we go. Let's go. Do you want to go from six to one? Or is yeah, yeah, we'll do six to one. We'll do six okay. to one. Okay, okay, my number six, Atalanta. Wow. Okay. Number five, Juve. Let me ju- yeah, write right, this. Right. This I, 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 down. I can text you. Okay. Don't worry. I get uh, don't worry. I will I will face the shame if it's completely terrible freezing take. Um Juve. Fifth. So six Atalanta, yeah. five Juve. Fourth Inter. People super high wow. on Inter. Okay. I think they're actually gonna take a dip this next year. Okay. Three, Lazio. Okay. The boys will finish third, top four. And second, Napoli. First, Milan. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, do I need to elaborate on it? I, I'll do a quick. Yeah, yeah let's hear it. Give it quick. I will quick. I will elaborate a bit on my top three at least. That'll give me some time. Yeah, because- yeah. All right, all right, all right. I am still this this season is gonna be crazy, crazy, I think. It's fun, it's super fun. I can't wait. Um, my reasoning behind a first of all, Milan winning the league is that I think they've yes lost to Nali, but I think they have gone in and filled in a lot of spots that were lacking last season. Not that the players that they lost weren't weren't downgrades. Like Rebic was not the same player he was two, three, two, three years ago when he was really popping off. I think that. Milan has gotten stronger. I think that Milan also has um, the continuity. They've gotten stronger, but they also still have a lot of their core players where they can still have a good connection, have good chemistry. It's not a new 11, right? These guys can still pick up where they left off from and continue to go and and perform well. And I think the new signings would just uh, elevate that, what they could do. I think that Leon... And Pulisic will prove to be quite a, a scary duo in Serie A. And I think that um I think that they'll win the league because of it. They they um, and, and then for Napoli, they lost Kim Min Jae. They lost their I mean the best center back in the league last season. 
arguably one of the top five center backs in the world in terms of performances last season. I think it's a huge loss. And I, I just don't – I cannot see them being as productive goal-wise as they were last year. I think last year was very much uh, a mystical, divine season for them. And I don't think they can replicate it again. But I still think – they still have most of the core pieces. So they're still going to be good. And the coach, right? The coaching situation is a little, yeah. a little weird. So that for me, I put them down to second place. And then a lot too, I think, will we'll finish in third and – I think we'll be, I think we will be better than I, I strongly believe we'll be better than Inter, Juventus, and Atalanta. So, so there's a lot to unpack, <laughs> and, and um, I look, I this is such an interesting, and and the window is still open. That's what makes this a little bit challenging. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and and so it's tough. Um, I will say. I think I have Atalanta at number six. I think that is one that I, I probably feel better starting off with. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so uh-huh. um, and, and, and I love their window and, and I think, um, I think they're going to be a team that threatens. And I think that it's going to be very close. Yes. Um, and, and, and look, um, we don't already tease this for my predictions. We, we both have Roma outside of the, absolutely right outside of European spots. Hey. And last year I actually had in my preseason prediction, I had Roma ahead of, of Lazio, mm-hmm. but I did have them outside of the top four. Everybody was talking, you know, Romanisti always like to talk about uh, Scudetto and as their predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a lot of that and you had a lot of journalists, a lot of pundits. Oh, guaranteed. Roma's going to challenge Roma's top three, top two, you know, guaranteed champions league spot. And I had them outside. Um, and, and, and another prediction I had last year was Napoli in the top four, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of people were down on Napoli because of the turnover, seeing the likes of Koulibaly, Insigne, Mertens all gone. Um, and, and I thought they had a tremendous transfer window. Mm-hmm. So I, I was pretty confident in them finishing in the top four. They obviously uh, blew open those expectations in, in winning the league by a wide margin. Yeah. So uh, I, I have Roma outside of European spots. Mm-hmm. Um Look, they're they don't have a striker. Um, with with Tammy out hurt, Belotti didn't score a goal last season. And so um they're a team that while I, I like uh Awar, I think uh they, they just have so much still left to do. Um they're a weaker team than they were last year, yes. you know, and, and they were behind not just us, but they were outside of the top four spots last year. So um Atalanta, I think, is an is is probably an approved team, yes. um, but but slightly behind. Like here's the questions for me with each team because I think each team has some pretty big questions mm-hmm. about them. Um, Napoli, you mentioned it, the loss of Kim Min Jae, you know, arguably the best center back in Serie A last year. That's that's a that's a big one, right? And 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 Napoli fans can say, well, we lost Koulibaly the year before, and we were able to 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 replace him. Yeah. Man, fair. the the it, it's it's fair, but to is that are, is it are you going to is that going to happen again? Go twice? Ooh, like, I don't know about that. That's tough, um, right? Even if the player that can come in and, and perform admirably, like asking him to be the best center back, is going to be really really tough. Yes, um, losing Spalletti, that's that that that's a big math. That's a massive change. Dude. And I and I and I do not rate Rudy Garcia. So you know. It's that's a that's a challenge. 
But I will say, you know, they still have Osiman and and they still have Cavada Don. That's right. <laughs> like, That's right. Two players that um, are 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 incredible. Um, Cavada is Cavada Scalia is 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 going to be entering his twenty fourth year. You know, he's he's a twenty four year old player. Um, I mean, you've got two abs absolute world class players. Yep. Um, you know, in in Osiman. You, you can argue he's probably the, a top three striker in the world. Oh, you know, and, and so for me, just having those two players yeah. makes that attack yes. absolutely formidable. Yes, uh, and 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 so you know, it's it's tough. How how much do I dock them for the loss of Kim and Jay and their manager? Um, and then and then looking at Milan. Milan last year had so many question marks and I feel like they had this probably the strongest window, Yes, but a lot of players that are going to take some time to adjust, mm-hmm. you know, is, is Pulisic high on him can be a good player uh, needs to stay healthy. He, and he hasn't done that in quite some time. Um, Yunus Musa still young player, player that would have loved to have seen at Lazio, but still a player that, it's going to have to adjust to this league yeah. um, tactic. Juquezi coming from outside the league. Like it's going to take a, a little bit of time. And, and so you're still hoping that a lot of these players hit mm-hmm. Milan doesn't, doesn't have a, 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 a top striker. Leal dangerous as heck is going to find goals, you know, but who's going to be leading the line for Milan? I, I, I think, um, is it going to be Giroud? And, and, and then looking at Juve, Juve, I think, is really interesting because I Timothy Weah is pretty much all they've done. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, and and I think he's going to be a really interesting player and in, and in what'll probably be a wing back role for them, but still massive questions. Like, is Dusan Vlahovic still their their striker? Or or are they gonna end up making a move for a Lukaku, which under Allegri in short term. I think can work. Um, but I think the interesting thing with Juve is they're going to be playing in, in essentially one competition. Yeah. Let's say two with Coppa Italia. But, you know, I think that gives them a big, big advantage. It does, yeah. I mean, it can't be understated. So mm. for me, um, that that's another interesting one. And then Inter. Mm. Inter, I think, are, I think right now, given their window, I think they are worse yes. than last year. I agree. Losing, losing Onana. I mean, look, Summer is a is a is a really strong keeper and is has 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 been really great. Yeah. But Onana is in in, in terms of uh, Inzaghi ball is the type of player that he loves. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I don't think there's a better keeper in the world mm-hmm. at, at playing the ball with his feet and being an a, essentially an eleventh field player um, than than Onana. And so losing him, losing Brozovic. Those are big, big deals. And, and right now, you know, they have they have Turam, but they losing that connection of Lukaku with Latauro and and not having that that striker sealed. Like they've been linked to Balogun. You know, it doesn't look like that's going to be happening. They were linked to Skamaka. That didn't happen. So um, Samardic deal looks like it's not going to go through for them. So I, I think they're a little bit worse yes. than they were last year, and they were wildly inconsistent. Yeah. And so I say all that to say it's a like it's there for Lazio to to take. It is. And 
and, and I don't want to talk Scudetto by any means, but it's there in terms of, of, of fighting for a spot in the top four. It is honestly the biggest crapshoot. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's so hard for me to stake a claim. Um, so let's hear it. I wrote it down and I don't love it yet. And, and so I'm going to say what it is here. And then I'll, and, and then I may, again, when the window closes, I'll probably tweet out a more concrete, like I'm going to stake my claim to it. But right now what I have is Atalanta at six, okay. Inter at five. Okay. Lazio at four. Okay. Juve at three. Oh, okay. Milan at two. And Napoli with a back-to-back. 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 And it's so so tough because you mentioned a little bit of, like, the fate um, last year. And and there was something magical, and they had to get over the hump. So I don't even feel great about that Mm. uh, because there was a lot – but they dominated the Uve league. Last over year. Crazy. Look, I just playing in one last competition. Yes. Yeah, um I I just think it's Lazio is going to be there's there's a lot of um focus that's required of Champions League and playing in that extra match. And while Allegri can get crapped on, I just I think that the one I think think you have to un- we're underplaying how how much of a deal it is. I think Juve in terms of accepting punishment from UEFA were thrilled to give up conference league uh, to 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 play um you know in in one competition uh, as their as their ban. Um so yeah, look and, and I still think that something's going to happen but uh you know Look, Chiesa, I, I think, could have a bounce-back season. Um, Weston McKinney, look, we, we say preseason. It's, it was preseason, but has looked decent for them. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be like a major impact player. But um, I, I just think the focus on on the one comp is going to make a big deal. So let's go to our one hot take, okay. and then we'll get into some questions that we got um start us off Caleb what is your one hot take and, and it, it it may have already been said here but let's hear what the one hot take is for you my one hot take is mm, my one hot take is that Lazio will be the highest scoring team in Serie A wow I like it that is my hot take. I like it I, I think okay I think I think we brought in yeah, I think we're going to really start clicking, and I think we're going to be scoring a lot of goals this season. And I think Cheeto will have a back bounce-back season, obviously aiding us in that as well. And I think for that reason, we'll be the highest-scoring team in Serie A. Love it. Love that's it. Um, <laughs> so that's a that's a really, really good one. And 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 I think for me, I, I said it was probably a little bit of a hot take in terms of Tati Castellanos scoring 10 goals. So um, if – I will say for us, it's that um, we're we're going to finish in the round of sixteen in Champions League. Ooh, I, I feel like I don't know. I don't know. That's a lukewarm take. I feel. You think so? I think so. I think so. I I think 
I think that'll be the bare minimum. I think that's another hot take for me. I think I think that's a hot take. You know, I think for me, round of sixteen is like no doubt about we'll make round sixteen. No doubt about it. I mean, that's a hot take. Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, get, getting out of a group, and we haven't. There's no group draw yet to, yes. to even know. Yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. it's really really tough. So, um, yeah, I, I I'd say, look, Tati scoring ten goals, I think, is a hot take. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if Cheeto is out, you're you're going to see a really really impressive um, campaign from Tati Castellanos. But um, this has been good. I, I know Caleb, you've you've got a jump. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, here, yeah. so. I'll, I'll, um, I'll answer some of these questions. I know we had some questions coming in, so I want to make sure to get those for the folks listening. Uh, but look, uh, if any more signings happen, uh, we'll be sure to jump on. Uh, we'll be doing some stuff post-match reactions as well and uh, be on the lookout for, for spaces probably during some of the half times of matches coming up. So, um, Caleb, we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon and catch up. You know, and, and I'll let you jump off here and I'll answer some of these questions. Yeah, bring on the season. I'm pumped. Let's do it. Let's do I'm it. Excited. Peace. Later. So some of the questions we have here, look, um, and we've covered a, a lot of them. One of them, you know, coming from Secret Samadhi on Twitter, you know, asking about um, our new signings, particularly mentioning Isaacson, um, you know, what do I think is needed to complete our roster? Um, got a couple questions here as well from our fans on YouTube asking about any other potential signings. You know, in, in terms of completing the roster, we need another Metzala. I think we need a player um, that can be a little bit more of a box-to-box, a number eight for us. Basic just isn't the player. And so I think you're going to see um, the club looking to move Basic. Uh, for for somewhere between eight to ten million, and I think um, if that happens, you're going to see an incoming signing that I think will help close our window. I'd love to see a center back position. Um, you know the the questions of you know uh, Stevie BK. Uh, shout out to Stevie on Twitter. Um, he's asking if Sadi will rotate more. So I think uh, we've seen an evolution of Sadi, particularly. You know, when you think about Sadi during his time at Napoli, he was a he was a manager that was really hard pressed to rotate his squad. Uh, I think ultimately that was probably the undoing uh, of some of those Napoli teams. You know, as they were in tight races, um, not able to get it through the finish line. Maybe that came from a lack of rotation and, and players tiring out a little. Um, I think you've seen a, a, a Sadi that is much better at doing that than he has in the past. Certainly last season. Um, we talked about Felipe Anderson as, as being a player that needs to be rotated. Um, ultimately, that's going to happen if the players perform. Isaacson, if he can come in. Um, look, what I really liked about Sadi last year is he gave guys like Cancellieri a chance. And and Cancellieri, to his own admission, didn't capitalize on, on those chances and wasn't able to um, earn more minutes. You know, And, and so I think Sadi is going to give the likes of Isaacson an opportunity. I think he's going to give players like Kamada big opportunities, you know, and he's already doing so in preseason. So, you know, I, I think we have a little bit more depth, um, which going to, uh, which is going to allow us to rotate. So I, I think, you know, I feel a lot more confident in his ability to rotate um, and continue to do that. So, you know, and, um, and, and I think uh, Mike Vintner had asked the same question about how many more signings do we need? 
you know, a, another right back, another midfielder or two. Again, uh, it's for me, it's, it's gotta be another midfielder, you know, and then in a perfect world, if we were able to get another center back, we have not been linked to any center backs. Um, but I, I think for us, we would need to address that position. You know, ultimately I think from the right back position, you're not going to see too much movement. I think, you know, between Madusic being able to play there and then Ladzadi, I think we're in an okay uh, position. So you know, we covered a lot. This is uh, obviously an exciting time of year as, as we get um, ready to kick off here in a week uh, against Lecce and a ton of expectations around this club. You know, they've announced over 28,000, close to 29,000 season tickets sold uh, at the Stadio Olimpico. So, um, you know, the fans in Rome are excited. They're ready for this campaign, as are we. So excited to talk more about this with you all as, as we progress, we get into the season. Thanks for tuning in. As always, sempre, forza.